0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: And speaking of Clyde Edwards, let's get into our running back rankings. Uh, I have him ranked pretty high, honestly. Uh, He's not in this top 10, but you'll see where he's at once we get there. Um, But, you know, I have Saquon Barkley here at number one, uh, obviously, because he is killing it. And he's literally yeah. the only running back who you feel comfortable putting in your lineup, him and Nick Chubb at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but he's playing in London. Uh, you know, Saquon's actually from London. Saquon's actually from London. Oh, remember? really? No, he's I didn't not. know that. He's not. He's I, not I don't from think London. So. I was going to say. He's not. But, Nick uh, Chubb at number two, which is very unlike me. Yeah. However, the Chargers are allowing 6.1 yards per carry to opposing running backs this season. Uh, they're allowing the third most fantasy points to running back. Chubb's already killing it. I, I don't see how you you know, you know don't rank him this high as a top two running back. Um, he's averaging only 0.1 PPR fantasy points per game, less than Saquon so far through four weeks.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, this is like one of the most surprising developments, having Nick Chubb at two. I thought there would be a lot more running backs higher than him because Nick Chubb mm-hmm. has – that role that isn't as fancy conducive as say saquon barkley the cool thing about saquon barkley is he got snaps at quarterback last week <laughs> <laughs> because they so have so nobody left <laughs> he ha- he has to be the rb1 this week right maybe we rank him at quarterbacks i don't know but yeah saquon is pretty much unquestioned rb1 right now um you know shout out to the saquon believers because i i didn't think that was gonna happen and same with nick chubb at too i did not think we'd be ranking in this high either but clearly his talent is getting it done they're they're happy running the offense through Nick Chubb and it's been giving them pretty much success like I said I didn't see how I didn't see it coming with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback I didn't I didn't see it coming but I'm happy that Nick Chubb's doing well these are really the one two that you can trust uh, Christian McCaffrey I'd say you're close to trusting Christian McCaffrey after last week um, see it again you'll feel much better but outside of that I think any of these guys are liable to have like just a dud week um, and talk about Nick Chubb the last time if you remember the last time Chargers and the Browns played it was an absolute track meet and Nick Chubb rushed for 160 yards and a touchdown. So we might we might be seeing more of that again this week. I
1: think so. You know, I'm, I'm happy that McCaffrey got the receiving work last week. You know, he caught all oh, yeah. nine of his targets for 81 yards. That's what we want to see. We don't want to see 25 carries from Christian McCaffrey. We want to see, you know, 9, 10 targets. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, this is a tough matchup for him this – you know, for the this week, for the entire offense. Like, making Mayfield going up against San Francisco, like – I I don't want to see that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, that's scary to me. Um, But Christian McCaffrey, you know, he should come through, you know, if he sees another boatload of targets. And that's that's what we're hoping for.
0: I think that's very much in the cards. Um, Especially, say, you know, Nick Bosa, I think, has a chance to really make Baker Mayfield look bad. And that could result in him kind of uh, being benched. If we could see Baker Mayfield kind of pulled out and Sam Darnold goes in, um, Christian McCaffrey might have a higher ceiling. It wouldn't be much higher, but he might have a higher ceiling. Obviously, the quarterback situation in Carolina is pretty bad, uh, but Christian McCaffrey he looked good last week. He caught all of his targets. Um, I think they're going to have to go to him many times because the pass rush is going to be getting to Baker Mayfield. Uh, I, I like Christian McCaffrey as the outlet man. He's going to get a bunch of targets again. I think you'll be pleased with where he finishes this week.
1: I think um, I think it's going to happen in terms of that quarterback change. It, mm-hmm. You know, the only the only thing that's stopping that from happening is that Sam Darnold isn't healthy yet. And, right. and Matt ruled multiple times, you know, over the past two weeks, multiple times. He's like, "Hey, like, you know, what do you think about Sam? You think Sam can get a shot at quarterback?" He's like, "You know, Sam's not healthy yet, you know." But he never says that Baker's my guy, you know. Baker's our guy. He's never been saying that. He's just like, you know, Darnold's just not. Oh healthy yeah, right. that's he's not, that's, not that's ready, rough. you know. Uh, so like, it's just it's so it's bad. Once Darnold, once Darnold's healthy, they they're gonna make that quarterback switch.
0: I didn't even know ASAP. Sam Darnold wasn't healthy. That is my... Yeah, yeah, he's, a little,
1: he's still a little banged up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it's going <laughs> I'm, to I'm, happen. I'm calling...
0: We're, we're calling for it. You know, Baker Mayfield's performance is like, even if he's injured, put him in. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's true, just dude. something, it's please. True.
1: All right, I got Joe Mixon here at number four. Uh, this is about four or five spots above consensus as well. But he's been getting some serious opportunity this year. Uh, and it's going to turn into a blow-up game at some point. And in this game, like we talked about before, there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game and the Ravens on the low they're allowing 4.8 yards per carry to running back so I think uh this is an opportunity for Joe Mixon to potentially have a, a pretty decent game this this um this game is going to be conducive to a ton of fantasy points and like looking at these other guys like Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook like I think I'd rather have Joe Mixon in my lineup right now
0: yeah I, I think that's fair and like you said about the usage it's just it's been there this whole season um the production has matched it some days not so much other days it was, I think he had a quiet week last week. So. Ton of work. Just a quiet yeah. week. I was, I think, uh, yeah, I'm remembering now. It's coming back to me. He had like 24 carries for 60 yards. Like if he's any more efficient with those carries, even, you know, he's going to have a much better fantasy day. I think we're in line to see a big game from both offenses. Like we talked about already when we talked about Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. Um, Mixon has quietly been, you know, one of the best utilized running backs in the league so far. I I, I think having him at four isn't crazy. I don't think. It's like over. It might be over consensus, but I don't think it's out of proportion the way we're ranking them this week.
1: No, I I don't think so. Uh, We have Derrick Henry at number five. Uh, We have Dalvin Cook at number six. Derrick Henry's been getting it done over the past two weeks, so you know I'm going to keep starting him. Obviously, Uh, he's one of the guys that you don't take out of your lineup at this point. Dalvin Cook, I think this is a get right spot for him. Um, He was on his way to a huge game in Detroit, you know, before he got hurt. Yeah. And I think he should be able to get it done against the Chicago defense, who has given up 4.8 yards per carry this year. Uh, Minnesota should have no problem controlling this game, um, unless Chicago ends up, you know, controlling the clock with the run game. And t- but in terms of the score, um, I think Dalvin Cook is going to end up, you know, getting some work, uh, getting a lot of work because of that, because it's going to be a positive game script. Um, Minnesota yeah. also has the sixth highest implied total for the week, so Vegas does believe that Minnesota is going to be uh, scoring a lot of points in this game
0: yep that's that's fair i think you know we saw dalvin cook last week he didn't look bad it was just you know a justin jefferson day and we said that last time in yeah. week one that justin jefferson had a day um the truth remains the fact remains you know he's still getting the usage that we want him to and it's been the same story with joe mixon he hasn't produced like it it his blow-up game is coming and chicago might be a good spot for that to happen because i like think you so. said about, like you said about the game script i'm kind of just repeating what you said but you know you can't i don't you can't and say also, it enough. His usage is just right there.
1: I also don't think that Madison, you know, like last week, Madison ended up getting like goal line work. I don't think that's going to happen all the time, right? So like, you yeah. know, that, that touching the that one to Madison, you know, I, I think Dalvin Cook is going to be their primary goal line guy. Like Madison will vulture some here and there, but I'm not worried about it. I, I don't think they're going to take that role away from Dalvin Cook.
0: No. Um, and like I said, yeah, if you ahead. look at his product, Alexander Madison's production last week, it might look like he has more of a role. But it was a catch and a touchdown from 15 yards out on a third and 15. So (laughs) It's not sustainable, the production that he had in the red zone. You know, I think, like you said, Dalvin Cook's a guy.
1: Austin Eckler, I have him at number seven. Uh, James Robinson, I have at number eight. Uh, And this might seem a little high, but listen, the Texans have been absolutely terrible when it comes to defending running backs. We know that James Robinson has got it done in a big way over the first three weeks of the season. Uh, had a tough matchup last week, but the Texans have allowed five yards per carry to running backs on the ground this year. They've allowed the most fantasy points to the position by far through four weeks. So, you know, with the Jaguars likely controlling this game, I think Robinson should have a game script as well that could lead to a huge workload.
0: Um, 100%. You know, we saw what Austin Eckler did. Austin Eckler was able to get right, you know, against houston last week and i think it could be the same thing for james robinson not that he has to get right but he had a tough matchup like you said in philly in a monsoon almost you know can't really hold that one against him i'd like him to get back definitely to the production that he had the first few weeks of the season i I think he's good for a rushing touchdown in this game um and more you know if he can break if he could break a run or two he'll be fine i I don't think houston is anybody as anything anybody scared of running into, maybe Travis Etienne even, you know, gets a little bit of extra work in this game. Maybe if they want to keep him fresh, if that's what's working for the offense, you know, they could use Etienne and Robinson the same way. But I think Robinson has established himself as a lead back. You don't have to worry about Travis Etienne um, cutting James Robinson's workload out too much that he's not going to produce. And it, to it, it, is,
1: it is possible. I just want to say that because they did get the same amount of carries last week. Um, right. And the rushing share has – you know, every single week, it's been getting closer to even. And, you know, it is possible that they just kind of wanted Travis Etienne to get used to the NFL because this is his first four games in the NFL. Um, right. However, I have more confidence, a lot more confidence, that James Robinson will be the lead back. Um, you know, his yards after contact per attempt has gone down each of the last four weeks, and he looked really good after contact in week one and looked good in week two, but it has gone down. His efficiency has gone down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Something to kind of just keep in mind. However, that's not affecting how I'm ranking him this week. I think he's gonna be able to kind of get right, you know, against the uh against the Texans. I think a lot of a lot of running backs do. <laughs> yeah. Um Jamal Williams at number nine, you know, obviously he was able to get it done last week. Uh two touchdowns on the ground. Did he get two? I think he had two, right? Um, um I'm sure. thinking. He, he definitely had hundred yards on the ground. He he had, he had the volume as well. Um, so he was able to get it done for you in a big way. Yeah. um jamal williams you talk about him right
0: yeah he has two touchdowns he has yeah. two touchdowns yeah. in three or four games
1: Jesus. on the ground
0: so he's been a touchdown machine he's actually the outright touchdown leader for scrimmage touchdowns outside of quarterbacks too so you know he, you can start him with confidence and he has those games even with the andre swift on the field for those first three so crazy crazy um I have Khalil Herbert here at number 10.
1: Um, I just think that, you know, like we talked about a couple times already, that the Bears, you know, they want to establish the run. You know, he got the work last week. He got a ton of volume, and he was playing on like 85 or 90% of snaps last week. So he was the every every down back for, uh, for the Bears. Um, right. And Minnesota, they're not great against the run. Um, they've allowed 4.5 yards per carry. Uh, two running backs, and I think that this is going to end up being a game where he can rack a volume and rack a production.
0: Yep, I, I don't think there's any reason to doubt that because that's all the Bears can do, and that's all the Bears plan to do. Evidently, I don't think they're um, ashamed of it. They're just going to run the ball. Um, they don't seem to trust Justin Fields. The only way that they're going to be able to produce on offense is through the running game. Khalil Herbert is the RB1 on that offense as long as David Montgomery isn't playing. You can start him with confidence this week.
1: I agree. I agree. All right. We got number 11. We got Aaron Jones here. Um, Daniel Jones might not play this week, but regardless, like this feels like a game where the Packers will depend on their running game to close it out, even just to start it out. Uh, But the Giants have allowed 5.1 yards per carry so far through four games to running backs. That's not good. Mm So I think the, I think Green Bay. We mentioned Aaron Rodgers. You know them not depending on the pass game, and you know Green Bay will likely attack the Giants on the ground. So Aaron Jones. You know we got we were a little worried after Week One, but since then, um, he has been having a very solid workload, and I, I would be happy to start him as a as a low end RB one this week.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. You know, like it's, like we talked about and you just said about, um, the Packers might not be going to the air as much. They might just rely on the ground game because that's what the Giants have kind of been weak to. Um, Aaron Jones is a very, very good running back, Fancy running back. His usage has been there. Not necessarily what we've come to expect. You know, since AJ Dillon's been around, his workload hasn't been what it can be, but he's still a very good running back. I like Aaron Jones, even though, you know, he, he'll have his off games. He'll also have his blow up games. No reason not to have him in your lineup. That's game winning, league, what's called, week winning potential um, at running back.
1: On the low, Josh Jacobs has been legit and the Chiefs too like they've been a good rushing defense they've allowed the fourth least yards per carry to running backs uh only 3.1 yards a carry and the least amount of rushing yards in the NFL to running backs um now last week you saw what happened right the Bucks completely abandoned the run right Mm -hmm. um Leonard Fournette only had three carries Rashad White only got three carries now check this out The Chiefs have also allowed the six most fantasy points (laughs) to running backs because of how much they've killed them through the air. Uh, They've allowed the most receptions and receiving yards to running backs. And now with what seems like a new role for Josh Jacobs, 89% of snaps, 73% wrap participation, 20% target share last week, all the two-minute snaps, we might be seeing a new Josh Jacobs. and That's why I have him uh, ranked a lot higher than I normally would. Mm -hmm.
0: and you don't want to overreact you know to a 34 point performance like he had last week in ppr at least but the workload it's not that the usage hasn't been there it's not that the workload hasn't been there he's been getting that workload um it just recently at least on the ground it just recently came on these past two weeks that he's getting work through the air and he's really capitalized on that he's caught i think 10 of 11 targets over the past two weeks so he's making money in the passing game um that's definitely upping his floor but you know it seems like Josh Jacobs is the new cog in the offense. You know, we thought it would be Devonte Adams and Derek Carr doesn't seem to want to throw to him and Darren Waller's in the offense, you know. Of all the fancy assets that you have in that offense, was Josh Jacobs the guy that you think is going to be the focus of the offense? No, but it seems to be the case. Um, like I said, he's missed usage for me. I mean, I, I've seen him, he's, his production wasn't lined up. I've, I've looked through his stats every week and been like, man, he's getting all these carries and all these targets. You know, it hasn't really come together. Well, it came together against Denver. And I didn't really think it would because Denver's a good defense, but he 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 finally capitalized. He kind of broke out for this season. I think that he could be, you know, a really good running back moving forward. He is the RB seven. He's benefiting a lot from that humongous game that he had last week. But I think if he can settle down right in that twenty point range, you know, you got yourself a very strong low end RB one. Uh, I that's how I deploy him this this week. Yeah.
1: um alan kamara i have met number 13 you know i would normally have him higher but hey like we haven't seen him play in a couple weeks he said that he was going to play this week so you know hopefully he is he's still you know i don't think he's practicing full yet i think he got a limited in on wednesday so just keep him keep an eye on that he had limited all week limited practices all week last week and and then and ended up not playing so keep an eye on his status going into the weekend he said he will play you know don't necessarily trust his word for it um but you know but if Mr. he's if he's out there, I would I would play him. You know, Jamal Williams was able to get it done last week uh, against the Seahawks. This is a decent matchup. Have him in your lineup if he doesn't end up
0: playing. Yeah, Mister Fly to London and then decide he's not going to play <laughs> ten minutes before game time. Hey, yeah. man,
1: he just wanted a trip. He just <laughs> yeah. wanted to see Big Ben and London Bridge and all that. You know, what I'm saying he just wanted a little trip out of it. Sometimes he's paid sometimes paid he
0: for. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's getting the um was he there Is, did would he have ptsd from the minneapolis miracle you know it's the vikings that were playing maybe that's what kept him out he was again. probably there yeah he
1: must have been right what was that
0: 2017 <laughs> i think that was his rookie season but um yeah maybe, maybe he just didn't want to face that again
1: <laughs> i have clatter with Hilaire at 14 uh i want to trade him away before the luck runs out but if i have him he's going to be in my lineup until that luck runs out
0: <laughs> yeah That's what I said, like nobody expected him to continue this production, but it's just keeps going. And that's why I said we talked about yesterday on the buy sell pod. We said, you know, he's like the ideal trade piece because you're looking for someone to trade. His value just keeps appreciating and he's doing it while he's in your lineup. So, you know, you can't really go wrong with that type of production. Um, It's not sustainable. Uh, We're going to keep calling him out on it. If this rides out all the way through the season, you know, we will happily take the L, but I I don't think this is going to continue.
1: Leonard Fournette, I have him at 15 here. That's quite the drop uh, from where I had him in week three. Um, And part of the reason for that is Rashad White was pretty involved last week. And this is not something we really went over, I don't think, in the review last week on Monday. But Rashad White, he was involved from the beginning of that game. Um, And it wasn't even like you know this was garbage time where he was really getting it done. He got it done. He was being used in the passing game as well. So if this is a thing moving forward, that's not good for Leonard Fournette. Um, you know, this is something that we, you know, talked about in the in the offseason because we really liked Rashad White and him and his ability in the past game. And he was able to show that show that, you know, this week. Um yeah. this past week. So, you know, we don't know that this is going to be a permanent thing or not. We don't know if Fournette was dealing with some sort of issue, injury, but he wasn't on the injury report this week. So, you know, moving forward, we'll see what that what that looks like. But I, I think that. I can't rank them in the top 12 after after what I saw this past week in terms of the usage.
0: Well, yeah, it was definitely skewed usage because, you know, against the Chiefs are playing down from down immediately. So it might have changed their game plan a little bit, but it doesn't change the fact, you know, I think that Rashad White and Leonard Fournette, both against Kansas City, both got three carries. And Leonard Fournette went backwards. I think he had negative three rushing yards. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's easy to beat negative three rushing yards. Rashad White did have, he only had six yards, but he did have a rushing touchdown. Um, and he had work in the receiving game. The big takeaway for me isn't so much that, you know, we should be worried about Leonard Fournette. I think it's going to go back to where it needs to be against Atlanta. Leonard Fournette's going to get his carries. And it'll be a much more balanced workload. I'm still a bigger fan of Leonard Fournette, obviously, going forward. I think he's still a low-end RB1 at worst. But what that told, what that told me about last week, the, the usage, is that if Leonard Fournette would go down, you know, Rashad White, you know, he's going to have tons of value he's going to be a, a big producer I think he might be an RB1 handcuff because you look at what he did in the receiver. he would be game. a top
1: he would be a top six seven running back
0: yeah it, it would
1: be... if Leonard Fournette went down in this game in week six he'll be top six or seven running back in my rankings
0: yeah I, I think that's fair because like I said you know we were I, I, I don't know about you but I was wondering you know like okay we talked up Rashad White this whole offseason he hasn't really shown us much you know last he hasn't week. gotten
1: the opportunity until this yeah, past week that's what i mean
0: so last yeah. week now he's showing us okay even with the limited opportunity he got he put up 14 points like yeah come on this guy is going to be an elite handcuff for you um that's why we've been telling you to have him we've had him on the waiver wire th- uh, pod every time i think this year like, yeah we've been telling you to pick him up stash him um definitely worth it you know we we just saw what he can do and i kind of got off track talking about leonard Fournette, but rashad white you know real real potential there
1: for sure um I have Damian Pierce here at number sixteen. Um, not an ideal game script situation for Pierce, but the Texans have shown that they want their offense to be based around him, even if they're down a bit. Um, so yeah. I think regardless of game script, at this point, like he's going to be a solid RB two. He's kind of being used that way, where if they're down, they're still going to kind of give him some work. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, and and the talent, right? We saw what he's capable of. We're big fans of his, and the talent kind of outweighs this at this point. Uh, if, if we knew that he was going to be just taken off the field when they go down, that's one thing, but they haven't, they haven't shown that. Um, so I think that he's solid and he'll give you 15 plus carries and he has the 20 carry upside if the game is relatively close.
0: Yeah. I like Damien Pierce for that. You know, it seems like, like you said, regardless of the game script, he's going to be on the field. He actually got some receiving work last week, which was good. Um, that's what we had seen the first few weeks. Uh, there's no reason to think that he won't continue that production. RB2 definitely moving forward with RB1 upside. Weekly RB1 upside, I'd say,
1: for sure. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, I, I have him here next. Like he had another big week. Um, you know, 14 carries, five targets, 19 opportunities, um, 25% target share last week. He outsnapped Damian Harris and ran around on more than 50% of dropbacks, and that's the reason why he's being ranked above Damian Harris. And this week in particular, this is a really good matchup against Detroit. We saw we saw what Rashad Penny was able to do last week. A few other running backs have done their thing against Detroit. So, you know, Ramondre Stevenson, when you watch him play, like he looks really good. Yeah, he looks like a really good running back. And you know, I'm not surprised that he is you know out there more often than Damien Harris. Damien Harris did, I think he ended up out. Touching him in the run game, yes. Damian Harris ended up having 18 yeah. carries in this game, and I think it's going to be a very similar this week in terms of both of these guys, you know, getting enough carries uh, for them to kind of get it done. And remember, the, Vegas has the Patriots favorite in this game, so it seems to me like you know, if, if that holds up, uh, the Patriots are going to be able to divvy up uh, enough work for both of these guys to for for both of them to get it done.
0: Yeah, and then you also consider, you know, that they're not going to have. I mean, presumably, they're not going to have Mac Jones or maybe even Brian Hoyer. They're going to be operating, presumably, with a backup quarterback. So that spells just RB usage, you know, and they're not going to necessarily be chucking it downfield, chucking it around the yard. I I think that we're going to see plenty of ground game work for both of them, but also in the receiving game. I I like Ramondre Stevenson to kind of replicate the line that he's had the past two weeks of, like, five targets.
1: Yep, yep, exactly. Uh, Devin Singletary, I have him here at number 18. This might be low. I might want to move Singletary up to maybe to 16 above Damian Pierce Um, just because of the usage that he's had over the past two weeks you know we talked about it right Devin Singletary let's see Devin Singletary 87 percent of snaps last week 76 percent wrap participation five targets 11 carries 16 opportunities 16 percent target share uh pretty good (laughs) you know that's serious opportunity right there he kind of underperformed and he's been one of our guys that we would try to buy we talked about him yesterday um so i might move him above Damian pierce this week especially if you're in a ppr league because he's been getting a ton of targets over the past couple weeks and overall this season I think he's at like the third or fourth most targets. Uh, he's also ran the most routes of anybody back in the entire NFL this season. So uh, he's being used a ton. Uh, so I think I'm gonna move him above Damian Pierce, especially in the PPR league. in a In a, in a standard or half point, maybe I'll lean Pierce. Um, but I think Singletary's usage, reminder Stevenson's usage, might be a little bit close. I think the reason why I had Ramondre Stevenson over Singletary, because I think Stevenson has a better chance of knocking it into the end zone than Singletary does, uh, because yeah. they don't really use him like in a goal line type capacity. Um, so so I, I might have Ramondre at it seems about right. You know, this is they're kind of in a similar range to me. How would you rate these three guys
0: if you had to? I like the way you have them. Just okay, here on the graphic okay. with Damien Pierce 16, Ramondre 17, Devin Single, Devin Singletary 18. um with Devin Singletary you know we talked about him being a buy yes but I think I'm not buying him as a mid RB2 you know I think he has low end RB2 appeal I think that's kind of where his ceiling is he does have the usage but like you said his touchdown uh ceiling seems to be pretty low um I I can't tell you how many times I've seen the Bills get into the red zone or close to the red zone and they're, they're calling run plays to Josh Allen or they're calling pass plays that run all over the yard and then throw to and McKenzie. You know, it's like, I, I don't think that the offense, they're not very keen on running the ball, just right, right up the middle of Devin Singletary at the goal line. They'll get the hands, the ball in the hands of Josh Allen, and let him do his thing. Um, but getting down there, you know, he does have that receiving upside, like we said. Uh, it looks much better than it did last season. And he is a buy, but I'm not buying him to be, you know, stronger than Damian Pierce or Ramondre Stevenson this week. Other weeks, maybe I'd say Singletary over Stevenson, but Stevenson has a great matchup against Detroit.
1: One hundred percent. So we have James Conner at 19, Brees Hall at 20. Um, Do you think Brees Hall is a little bit too low this week?
0: Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, you're talking about moving Singletary up. I'd move Brees Hall up over Mondre Stevenson because we talked about his work all going up. And I like his talent a lot more than Devin Singletary. I like his role in the Jets offense a lot more than Singletary's offense and Singletary's role in Buffalo. I think that Brees Hall, you know, we said he's on the upswing right now. And this might be one of the last buy low weeks. Uh, I think that this could be the week where he shows, where he kind of cuts off that buy low window, and it's going to be, you know, buy high if you're going to take him now.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. So where would you have him if, if you had to rank him?
0: I, I put him above Stevenson. I put him at. Gotcha. See, that makes him what seventeen. Yes. Yeah, that would make him seventeen.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I think that I think that that makes sense. Um, he has been. You know, targeted a ton. And even with Zach Wilson coming back, you know, he has been targeted. James Conner, a little bit of a tough matchup there. Uh, But yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I just have, I think I have more confidence in those other guys. Uh, It is a little bit of a tough matchup against Miami. um, Mm -hmm. But Brees Hall, you know, he has that ability to have some sort of a game breaking week at some point. It's going to happen. Yeah. All right, let's move on to 21. Through thirty, uh, Damian Harris again. I have him here at number twenty-one because of the matchup. We talked about it. He could get some volume in this game. Could punch one in uh, into the end zone as well. Melvin Gordon. We talked about him at twenty-two. A little bit conservative ranking here uh, for him, but we want to see what that role looks like. You know, going forward tonight, Rashad Penny at twenty-three against New Orleans. You know, uh, this is a little bit of a tough matchup for him. Uh, the Seahawks also don't have a huge implied total. Uh, they did last week, <laughs> but not this week against yeah. New Orleans, so have him a little bit low. Uh, um, one thing. Go ahead.
0: Uh, he didn't practice yesterday for Sean Penny. He did have something he said about his shoulder. He had some sort of shoulder issue that's flaring up. I don't know. I don't think it's going to affect him this week, but definitely something to monitor because, you know, Kenneth Walker's waiting in the wings. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So yeah. Just something to keep an eye on. I'm not sure if you saw the report, but I, I, I did, I did. Keep,
1: keep an eye on his uh, practice status on Thursday. Yeah. That will definitely be telling, uh, you know, for <laughs> if we have to worry or not going into the weekend.
0: That was kind of a red alert for me because he's my fill in running back for DeAndre Swift. And I've, if I have both of them out, that's going to be an issue.
1: We got J.K. Dobbins at 24 against Cincinnati. Uh, A lot of points in this game. I think J.K. Dobbins—he's a low-end RB2 just because of the fact that my my guess is that he'll likely continue to split carries. Um, Doesn't have that 20 carry workload, you know, just yet. uh, If he ever does, Uh, so that's why I have him here. But you know, he's good to potentially punch in a touchdown and potentially give you 15 carries in this game. And in you know, this is a tough matchup against Cincinnati. They haven't really uh, let up against running backs. Uh, But I at the same time i do think that um he could get it done now going back to Rashad penny real quick i just want to say that new orleans you know even though it's a little bit of a tough matchup they have a 20 they've given up 20 carries to one running back in each of the last four weeks (laughs) so (laughs) even though it's a a tough matchup you know the seahawks are also five and a half point underdogs uh but it's interesting that you know rashad penny might end up getting that workload regardless um we got Jeff Wilson at twenty-five, solid start. Um, a little, you know, Carolina's been solid against the ground, uh, but he's been doing his thing. You know, you might want to move mm-hmm. him up actually. You know, if you want to move him up to like maybe right after Melvin Gordon, um, would you start him over Rashad Penny this week?
0: Um, yeah, he's give, been getting it done. Yeah, given Rashad Penny's matchup, and you know, like I said about his shoulder, I'm not gonna put everything on Rashad Penny's shoulder being an issue. I think he's gonna play. But Jeff Wilson, he's been good for pretty much the exact same production every week which is solid low-end RB2 numbers, he's a good fill-in. He's not someone – like, if you're 0-4 or 1-3, I might throw a penny in because of his upside. But if you're chilling, you know, one of your running backs went down. If you had Javante Williams and you were a 3-1 team, you know, Jeff Wilson can start. I think he has a nice floor. You can rely on him each week to have at least solid production.
1: We talked about Naheem Hines already. We have him at 26 here. Miles Sanders at 27. Uh, He had a a solid week last week. Um, A.J. Dillon at 28. I think, you know, they're going to end up running the ball a lot in this game. This might be a little bit low for A.J. Dillon, but to be honest with you, he's a little bit touchdown dependent, right? He has to get in the end zone for him to do his thing. Uh, Raheem Mostert, I have him at 29. That's a little bit above consensus as well. Uh, He's had a pretty good usage last week. And against the Jets, I think that they might end up uh, relying on the running backs a little bit more with Teddy Bridgewater in there. Um, and, you know, he's getting the the routes as well. So he might end up getting targeted out of the backfield by Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I have Najee Harris here at number 30, dude. Like, that's really, really low. Yeah. And I just, low. You know, I just, you know, he had no targets last week. He hasn't been getting anywhere close to the same amount of targets that he's been getting that he got last year in his rookie year. The offense isn't as good. We'll see what Kenny Pickett can bring. Uh, but we haven't seen Kenny Pickett target Najee Yet, uh despite him having a whole half of football last last week, and yeah. they're going up against Buffalo in Buffalo, like this just doesn't scream like anything good. Like I just have more confidence and more. I think there's a lot more upside with all these running backs that I just mentioned.
0: Right. So this is where I'm starting drawing line. This is like the Kyle Pitts of running backs right now. You know, he hasn't really produced like we wanted to, and obviously <laughs> it's been it's been solid. It's been relatively solid. Um, you know, given the way running backs are, they haven't been. It hasn't been the high scoring position as it's you as it usually is so far this season. But you know, he hasn't been getting it done. You know, whatever way you want to cut it. If you want to call 13 points as his ceiling this so far the season, good, uh, you can do what you want to do. But Najee Harris hasn't been getting it done. And, you know, of course, I was big on him letting it in the season, but the offense is, I think, worse than I even imagined it. So yeah, I don't think there's a problem with having Najee at 30. I think it's crazy, man. It's very, very, very conservative. I think his ceiling is there because we know what Najee Harris can do. But until he gets any type of, any type of workload close to what he was getting last week, you know, he's kind of going to be stuck in purgatory right now.
1: I, I think if he wasn't playing against Buffalo, I think I would have a little bit more confidence in him. Oh well, yeah, right? he might just be go getting in some order sort of
0: work to, at that point. Yeah, you know? I think yeah. so. I think so. Yeah. Buffalo. He has. He actually has two really difficult matches matchups coming up. Buffalo, and he follows that with Tampa Bay next week. So. Oh. Okay. A right, be a two, that's rough two game stretch.
1: All right, guys. That's gonna do it for us uh this week. We appreciate you guys. Uh thank you so much. If you can rate and review the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, that would mean the world to us. And uh and yeah, we appreciate you guys. Uh we'll be back tomorrow with wide receiver and tight end rankings. We'll go over Thursday night football and any other sort of injury news that come up that comes up uh between today and tomorrow. So we'll talk to you guys soon. Take it easy for me and Zach. See ya.